This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I am Sarah, your host, and today we have a very, very special guest. I sat down with Menza Balamba. I went to school with her actually at USD, and she is a black blogger. We talked all about just her experience of being a black blogger. She gives so many good tips of how to start blogging, how to grow your audience, how to reach out to brands, all of that stuff. So I'm super excited for this one. I was definitely taking some mental notes and when I was actually listening back to it when I was editing it last night, it was so helpful. I actually recorded this podcast with her about a month or a month and a half ago. So it's been a while, but it was good to kind of listen back to it because I've actually started to implement some of the things that she mentioned and I've definitely seen a difference since doing that but I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this podcast but before we kind of get into it I figured I could do a little life update per usual but before I even do that what are you doing make sure you subscribe follow me on the insta Um, follow me on TikTok. I don't think it's getting banned. Can we all just say, I don't think it's getting banned. Trump, you know, he likes to run his mouth sometimes, but this time I just don't think, I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, it's very educational. It's a good marketing tool. No, I don't really post on it, but still, you should still follow me on TikTok. But anyways, other than that, you know, I've been chilling. It is August. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. All of my roommates hate it, but I honestly love it. What I've been doing every Sunday for the past, I think, three or four Sundays, I go to the beach in the morning and I find that's like a really quiet time to just have a moment to myself. And then I sit down. I've been listening to Taylor Swift's new album and writing. So as you all know, if you have been listening to my podcast, I really do want to be a writer eventually. Right now, I'm not in that field, but hopefully I can transition into that field sometime in the near future. But I've been going to the beach, listening to folklore, getting into all my feelings and writing. So that's one thing I've really been enjoying. Other than that, I don't know. It's beautiful here in San Diego. I can't really complain much about anything, to be honest. I love all of my friends that I'm living with. Last night, we had a whiskey tasting. So right now it is Tuesday, which usually this episode were to go up about, I think, at like 2 a.m. on Tuesday. Currently, it is 12.30 on the dot. I'm in the middle of my workday. I am on my lunch break. And I can say I have procrastinated a good bit. So unfortunately, this episode won't be going up until, you know, after I'm recording this intro and outro. But other than that, you know, it's okay. I'm having fun. No, I do not like whiskey. I had two like sips of it. And to be honest, like I just don't understand why all of these country singers sing about whiskey now. I really don't get it. Like, I get it. It's very American. It's very, I mean, what am I saying? I, I really don't get it. So yeah, but um, other than that, it's been good. Life has been treating me well. I am trying to surf more. I went snorkeling the other day, which was so, so fun. Um, and also, side note, we got a slip and slide, guys. And I'm going to be so real right now. A slip and slide is a game changer hands down because sometimes you know you don't want to go to the beach because so many people are there it's really gross I mean honestly it would have been gross pre-corona but now it's just kind of even grosser so I'm always down to have a little slip and slide party at my house obviously socially distant friendly but still it's a game changer my ADHD is kicking in if you haven't noticed because I feel like I've been all over the place with this intro but Anyways, I think I should kind of wrap it back up. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode with Menza. You'll definitely get a lot out of it, especially if you are looking to 
just gain some knowledge about how to blog, where to start, how to reach out to different brands and sponsorships and all of that. But enough of me rambling, let's get into the podcast. Hi, Menza. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. What have you been up to today? I have just been pretty much just relaxing, been at home. It's been a chill day, went on like a walk this morning, painted my nails. Um, But yeah, summer has been treating me well so far. I know it's super exciting. I know that you also graduated from USD. I mean, we went to the same college. I remember, I think we took a French class together. That's where I remember that. I do remember that class. Yeah, I yeah, I was not very good at French, but you know, alas, here we are. We finally graduated. So congratulations on that. You too. So what I figured we could kind of start off doing is just like give a 30 second spiel of who you are and what you do and all that jazz. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, my name is Menza. Um, I am a blogger content creator, influencer, whatever we're calling it these days. Um, But yeah, I'm also, like you said, a recent college grad, just graduated from USD. um, And pretty much in my last year there, so the end of my junior year, and then pretty much most of my senior year, I kind of realized that I wanted to explore blogging and um, really just kind of get into that community. Um, I knew that I had a few bloggers that had kind of followed me just because I don't know my Instagram was cute or whatever but I what didn't really look into it that much but then as I kind of started to see it I felt like I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me and um and so I was like I feel like I could do this and I feel like I could build like an online community and so I kind of just decided to go for it um again just to see more representation in the blogging community as like a black creator I yeah representation is really important to me and so I would say that's one of the main reasons I started but yeah I've been I just had like my one year anniversary like two weeks ago and so I would say I've officially been blogging for about a year now and it has been a wild ride, but it's been super fun. Well, congratulations. That's super exciting. So what would you say, I guess, is like your overall brand? Like what's one thing that you kind of try to market yourself as? And like what's one thing you kind of want your followers to kind of get out of your content? Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like... I mean, it's mostly fashion and lifestyle. Um, I feel like I really share a lot of like my day to day, just like what I'm doing, um, fun little things I discover here and there. Um, But I'm really into fashion and lifestyle and beauty. And I think especially for me as a college student, it was really important for me to find affordable fashion. And so I think that's something that I really... um, thought was important because I feel like I would follow a lot of bloggers but just like some of the stuff they posted was like astronomically expensive and I was like I'm a college student I can't afford that and so I think kind of as well when I started I knew that I wanted to you know promote brands and give options that were like good quality um but then still really affordable um so yeah, I would say that's pretty much my main brand. And then as well, I'm a Christian. And so I like to always make sure I like sprinkle in some sort of like, because I mean, as a Christian, like my life, it's like a, just a part of my normal life. And so that kind of comes in naturally as well. That's like stuff that I share often too, just like about like my relationship with God and like different scriptures and stuff like that. Um, And so yeah, that's pretty much like the main niche I guess you could say Mm -hmm. yeah no I think that's super awesome and I'm also Christian too so I think like do you go to the rock church at all in San Diego or where do you go I go to the city church I went to the rock church a few times definitely a great church um but my like home church is the city church and it's in like North County San Diego 
Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Well, I'll have to check that out once everything kind of opens back up, I guess. I know. So um, I know that you are a Lulu ambassador right now, which first of all, I love their clothing. So I'm super jealous. I've gotten a few of my like when I was in a sorority, I actually ended up dropping um, halfway through college. But when I did go to the events, um, I would always go to Lulu because they had like affordable dresses that, you know, were still super, super cute. And so how did you kind of go about getting that partnership? Because I know it is like a relatively bigger brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I had always, like, seen people post about, like, oh, being Lulu's ambassadors and whatever. And when I first started out blogging, I literally had no idea how people, like, reached out to brands or how you pitched to brands or how you got partnerships. And so um, it's funny. At the end of last summer, I want to say it was maybe, like, August, I, like, got an email it was from Lulu's like, Hey, like we want you to be an ambassador, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh my gosh. At that time I was still really, um, like young in my blogging journey, I guess you could say. Cause I started last summer in June. So like from June to August, I'd really only been doing it for a few months, really hadn't even gotten my feet wet. Um, but yeah, I got an email and it was like, we'd love to partner with you, be an ambassador, blah, blah, blah. Like, here's what you do. And I just remember being like, what the heck? Like, why are they choosing me? I was really shocked and surprised and excited because Lulu's, yeah, is a huge brand. Um, and I'd seen their clothes often. And so, yeah, they emailed me. So a lot of people have asked like, oh, did you reach out to them or vice versa? But they were the ones who emailed me um, and asked if I wanted to get something set up, which again was super cool. Um, and then, yeah, we went from there. And then I think by having that partnership that kind of, um, put me on the radar for like more brands. Cause I know like they had, Lulu's had posted a few of my pictures and the content that I posted. Um, but yeah, Lulu's was still like, I feel like to this day, it's one of my like proudest brands, I guess that I've worked with. And again, it was just, it was so, like, effortless, I guess you could say, um, because I didn't reach out to them. I think that was the part that, like, surprised me the most was I didn't reach out to them and they had reached out to me. Um, and at the point, yeah, at the time I was what you would consider a micro-influencer um, because I had really only had a little under 2,000 followers. Or maybe I'd just reached 2,000 followers. Um, but, yeah, so... That's how Lulu's came to be. And then now I have a bunch of other brands that I've worked with as well. No, that's super, super awesome because, I mean, that was probably such a ego boost and just, like, gave you a lot of confidence. And sure. I think that's, like, super important, especially when you are starting off um, being a blogger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a super saturated market already. So I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes, like, you know, people can get down on themselves if that's what something that they're passionate about and, like, a lot of people do have things to say, mm-hmm. but when it is such a market that is saturated, I think a lot of people are so – it can be something that you kind of like just stop doing because you get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess did you – when you were first starting, did you create a completely new page or did you keep your personal page that you had already on Instagram and then you kind of – just started becoming a blogger and like incorporating that into your personal Instagram? Yeah. So I decided to keep just my Instagram that I've always had. Um, yeah, I've had Instagram since, I don't know, like middle school is kind of when it blew up. Um, if you like scroll far enough, you'll see like middle school and like embarrassing high school pictures. Um, but yeah, I, cause I had already kind of had like, I guess what you could say, like, an aesthetically pleasing Instagram. And so because my page had already kind of looked cute, I was like, I don't feel like having to start over or trying to like move to a different platform. Um, And I was like, I feel like there's not really anything to hide. Like, um, you know, my followers, whether they be from high school or college, like I want them to be a part of what I'm starting to. And so, yeah, I kind of just went with it with the following that I had 
um, accumulated from just like having my Instagram over the years. And then I just decided to start doing it. I remember it felt really awkward at first. And there are times where it still feels awkward. Um, And, but yeah, at first it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, yep, like I'm doing this. This feels weird. Um, And people from high school are probably judging me and looking at my Instagram page. But I just had to get over it. And I feel like that's any new blogger. You really just have to get over what people think um, because you're not doing it for, you know, you're not doing it to get people's approval. You know, like you don't want to go your entire life just like seeking people's approval. And so, yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm just going to get over this awkward stage. And yes, people from high school, you see me trying to do this. Let's just carry on. You just have to get over it and then you go and it's fine. Yeah, no, no, I get it though, because I mean, I started this podcast, I think technically January, but... I mean, I didn't really tell people about it because I didn't want to be judged, really. And I think it's so easy when you're just starting something, you know, Mm -hmm. people will judge you and Mm -hmm. especially in college, too, because I feel like at this rate, I mean, we did go to like a fairly smaller college. And I feel like since everyone knows um, each other, I feel like it was kind of an extension of high school in a way. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of like overcoming that insecurity of like not caring what people think. Exactly. I think that is super, super important. Yeah. But also, I know just kind of going back to um, the brands that you work with and you are currently working with Lulu. Mm-hmm. Have you pitched yourself now that you are working with that brand? Have you pinched, pitched yourself to other brands and kind of mm-hmm. how do you do that? Yeah, um, I would say of all the collaborations that I have, it's like a 50-50. Um, so about half of them reach out to me and the other half I um, am pitching myself to. I think one thing that I did starting out as a blogger was I took advantage of a lot of free resources, meaning... Um, I would follow a lot of bloggers that were posting like educational things on like how to grow your following, how to pitch to brands. Um, I would watch like hundreds, not hundreds, but I would watch lots of YouTube videos. Just, I really had to teach myself and work for it myself. Um, Even like early on in my blogging, I remember I had like a free consultation with um, this really great blogger. Her name is Nicole. Um, And she just kind of sat down and helped steer me in the right direction. And she's the one who actually taught me how to do my pitches. And so she kind of recommended like, oh, you know, you're on a smaller scale. You're more of a micro influencer. So maybe right now it's best to start off just through like Instagram DM pitches. And so and then you can gradually build on to sending more formal pitches like through email and stuff. And so I, that's how I started out, kind of just brands that I wanted to work with. I would send them just like a simple DM, just kind of introducing myself, saying that I was interested in the collaboration, like, could we talk further, blah, blah, blah. There's kind of just like a format to how you do it. And I would send them a DM. And it's nice on Instagram DM because then they already see your Instagram feed and that like kind of lessens any extra steps for them. Um, and I always tell people that like your Instagram feed is basically like your resume, at least like for our bloggers and influencers. So when a brand comes to your page, they're going to make a snap decision. Like, do we want to work with her? Yes or no. And so, yeah, started out with Instagram pitches. And then this year in like January, I decided to, I was still kind of doing pitches through DM, but I decided to move a little bit more formally to like email pitches And I just like have a template that I like format and send out to the brands and I kind of like alter it depending on like who I'm pitching to or what exactly needs to be done for the collaboration. And then sometimes like there are several brands that have not gotten back to me. There are brands that get back to me right away. I have like several collaborations that are just like in progress because it's kind of like a waiting game. Like you pitch to the brand and then you wait to hear what they say. You kind of like talk back and forth. You work out the details of the collab and you have to like order your stuff, shoot the content. So 
Um, I know, for example, like there's one campaign that I have coming up that they reached out to me in April and my content's not being posted until end of June and July. So it's not like a, oh, this happens in like one week type thing. Sometimes it takes a while which I feel like people don't realize. No, no, no. That was a a great answer. Honestly, I mean, I learned so much of that just from you talking right now because, I mean, I'm, you know, trying to like reach out to different brands and sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is it like not formal to do an Instagram DM? And Mm -hmm. I know that you mentioned, I believe her name was Nicole, um, as Mm -hmm. kind of like a mentor. What other people, who do you draw inspiration from? Um, whether it be kind of like other bloggers or stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, there are so many different people that I draw inspo from. I feel like what comes, um, to mind first is this blogger named Hayette. Um, I feel like I've talked to her about her like several times on my Instagram, but she is, um, another black blogger. She's from Chicago actually. And I have followed her for like years like way before I even decided to start blogging but I always just like loved the way she carried herself and her blog um and so I have gotten lots and lots of um I guess just like inspiration and advice just from her and so I really like her I think there's another blogger as well her name is Jamie um, or her Instagram is truly Jamie. I have followed her for a few years now. I found her on YouTube first and then I followed her Instagram from then. And I really like her blog as well, but there's so many different bloggers that are so great. And I just, I save lots and lots of things too. So like my Instagram saved is kind of just like a mess of a bunch of different bloggers. But yeah, I think something some advice that, like, I kind of gotten was, like, or I remember it was Nicole. She asked me, like, oh, who are your favorite bloggers? And I had told her, and she asked kind of why, and then I told her the why. And she was, like, try and emulate that, if that makes sense. And so she was kind of gave me the advice to not copy, but, like, the things that you like in certain bloggers and the reasons like you continue to follow them and engage with their content like you want to be that for your followers you know it's like you don't want to be boring you want to be fun to follow and stuff like that and so for example one of the things I said was um a blogger who I love her name is Des Smith she I remember telling Nicole I was like Des is just so real like and authentic on her Instagram and you know the way she just like talks to the audience talks to her followers how she talks about like real life things that she's going through and so Nicole was like okay so how can you kind of model what Des is doing and then you know try and bring that to your Instagram and I was like oh okay so I think that's kind of what I've tried to do is a lot of the bloggers that I really like I figure out what do I like about them and then I kind of try and format that into kind of what I do but then also like make it original yeah no I think that's like super important just to kind of like take bits and pieces of what you like from other people and kind of make it your own Mm -hmm. rather than just completely I know it's so funny you can tell when someone on Instagram or just another social media um, outlet, they're trying to like completely be another person. And you're like, that person is just like some, you know, big blogger. And you're like, it's not authentic. And you can just kind of tell it from a mile away. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have been like, I think following you for like probably two years. And I like have seen (laughs) your Instagram grow and everything. And even just I was even looking at your free feed earlier today and it's just so aesthetic, first of all, but does a lot of planning kind of like go into that because personally, I mean, I have, I like to say I have an eye for it, but for some reason I cannot manage to create it. (laughs) Like what goes into that? Yeah. Um, I definitely, yeah, it's definitely very planned, very curated. Some things are on the fly though. Like there will be some times where, I'll just kind of be like, I want to take this really, take this picture really quickly. And then I post it. But yeah, I definitely, 
I, a lot of people ask like, oh, like, how do you get an aesthetically pleasing feed and stuff like that? And I always just say like, at least for me, I think of things that like make me feel calm or make things that are like pleasant to look at, especially like color wise, like colors can change your mood in an instant. And I think for me, I... I feel like a lot of people tell me I'm like a really calm person. And so I have always wanted my feed to be kind of just like you come to it and you feel like calm or you feel like you can take a breath and it's not like super jarring and stuff like that. And so kind of what I decided was, um, I remember originally my feed, like the colors of it were super like cool tones and stuff like that. And then about a year ago when I, decided to switch one of my friends kind of helped me out and said I feel like you should do like warm tones or go super neutral and I was like okay so then I kind of started doing the warm tones which I found like complimented my skin even more and so I would say the rule is like one choose like one to three colors that you consistently have on your feed and so for me I always make sure there is like white or like cream or just like a very like light tan so in all of my photos there's usually like one of those colors somewhere and then I also usually incorporate a little bit of like blush pink or a peach and then usually some like light blue and so I would say first, like, choose one to three colors that you know you like and you know you can, like, produce content with that color often. And then after that, you kind of just, everything that I do from, like, the clothes that I wear to, like, the places I go, I'm always just kind of like, how can I make sure this kind of fits into my feed and, I guess, my brand. And I also plan out all my pictures on Unum. I know people, a lot of people use either Unum or Preview yeah, because I've been using preview. And yeah. I think that, I mean, that works well, but what is, it's called Enum? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's called Enum. It's U-N-U-M. And so basically, I never post a picture without putting it in Enum first. It basically like gives you a grid or your feed. You put the picture in and then you make sure it looks good. And so usually after I've done like a shoot or I have a bunch of content, I'll like put them all in Enum and then I'll play around and see what looks best um sometimes like if the colors are a little bit off I'll go in and edit it a, l- a lot of people also ask what I use to edit my photos I use Tezza I used to use Visco and then I switched to Tezza in like maybe October of last year because I just like fell in love with the filters I loved it so much is it something you kind of have to pay though for it yeah I think there's a free version but for a, I use a lot of the features because it has a lot of just like cool video features. You can also add like vintage effects. You can add like subtitles, which are really popular on pictures right now. And all of that I do on Tezza. And I want to say it's $3.99 a month. I think there's like a $1.99 a month option and that's without video. And then there's a $3.99 a month option and that gives you like unlimited filters and videos. And so I just pay for that one because I'm like, this is literally like my night well. like I just yeah. need to. So yeah, I use Tezza to edit my apps. I use a few other cool apps just like for videos. I get a lot of inspiration on Pinterest as well. Um I feel like Pinterest Pinterest was kind of like overrated and then I feel like it's kind of now a little bit underrated because people don't use it as much. I feel like it was kind of like a middle school, high school thing, like, follow me on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. But I've recently gotten back into it because um, there's just so much inspiration out there. But yeah, I never post without putting it in Unum first. And then even when I'm like scoping out places to take photos, I have like a notes app or in the notes app on my phone, I kind of just have like a list of content ideas and cool places that I've seen, whether in like San Diego or like Orange County or Los Angeles, places that I'm like, okay, I want to take content here. Or I have like just little places that I know would be good for photos. It's yeah, it definitely is work though, but I'm just like, uh, like I can't, I can't post things that are ugly. Like they just... (laughs) I mean, no, I'm taking notes right now, like mental notes, because <laughs> I've been using preview for a while, but mm-hmm. it's funny because I mean, I just am not a picture taker, at least of myself. Like I'll take 
thousands and thousands of pictures of like the sunsets every night but then mm-hmm. when it comes to taking pictures of me I'm just like oh I have to put on makeup for that yeah exactly. <laughs> and yeah and not that you necessarily have to but you know I feel like if I'm gonna post a good quality picture like I want to look nice I want to feel okay. confident so um Kind of going off of that, how do you find how you kind of like grow your followers? Do you like often like how do you engage with your followers is I guess the question that I should be asking. I would say I'm always looking to put out what I wish I received, if that makes sense. So and again, Instagram is a community. Like I'm not just there to post pictures and never talk to people. Like what? That's boring. That's not fun. I have made so many friends on Instagram. People that I would like consider my close friends and like I literally have never met them because we're just Instagram besties. Yeah. I have like a group chat going and it's like these girls. I've met one of them in real life. Mm. Um uh, she lives in San Diego actually, but yeah, I am not afraid to say that I have internet friends, even though my parents are like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, my parents too. They're like, do you need to post everything? And I'm like, yes. Um, but yeah, I feel like definitely putting out like the love you want to receive. Um, and so I, I spend on average hours, like if I were to pull up my screen time right now, it'd probably be kind of embarrassing. But I spend like several hours a day just engaging with my audience, like liking people's pictures, commenting on them, replying to their stories, um, sending a DM of like, hey, I love this picture you posted, like little things like that. And I always, especially with my comments, I want to make sure they're authentic because that's the other thing too. So if people comment on my stuff, I always comment back just to one show appreciation because it's like if people are taking time out of their day to comment on my stuff the least I could do is say thank you like it doesn't take long and so I always make sure I reply to comments I always make sure I'm responding to messages or at least um as many as I can and then yeah again just like if I see for example one of my blogger friends post that she's doing a giveaway or like you know, I can see it's a sponsored post. I want to make sure I'm supporting them. Um, people don't realize like liking and commenting is the number one free way you can support bloggers and influencers. Like people are always like, how can I support you? And I'm like, literally like just like and comment on my stuff. Show that you actually care about the things that I'm posting. Cause yeah, you, and then another way I engage is just like, I try to show my face on my Instagram stories um, at least once a day because then it makes it feel like these people are following a real person you know yeah. like you don't want to be like you're following a robot like I there are people that I follow who I like never see their face and it makes me feel like I don't have a relationship with you but yeah. if I'm like showing my face I'm talking to the audience if I'm incorporating my followers into my day asking like oh what should I do here just like you know, taking them along with my day, it makes it feel like we've built a friendship. And that's really all I'm trying to do is just build friendships with the people that I meet online. And again, yeah, you always want to put out like the love that you put out. It's stuff that you want to make sure you receive. So, you know, people, bloggers will be like, hey, I made this template. Can you fill it out and post it? And I'm always like, yes, because I try and put myself in the shoes of that person and think like, okay, if they, like, if I sent someone something and they didn't do it, how would I feel? And even, like, I have still gone through this, especially um, as a newer blogger and as a growing blogger, you know, I would make cute templates or just fun little things, and I'd send them to, like, a bunch of bloggers just being like, hey, can you fill this cute little story template out? It only takes a little bit. And I would notice the people that did it and the people that didn't because it just... You know, if you take the time to do that, it shows that you care, you know? And so mm-hmm. anytime someone DMs me and it's like, hey, can you do this for me? I'm always like, yes, like 100%, I want to support you. And not only because I want them to do it for me, but because like I want them to know that like I genuinely care and I'm not on here to be fake. You know, if I wanted to just be a fake person behind a screen, then I could easily just make an account and buy thousands of followers. Oh, that's the other tip I would say. Never buy followers. Mm-hmm. 
I know my brother, he was telling me, he was like, Sarah, what you have to do is just buy a bunch of followers and then build credibility that way. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh my gosh, never buy followers because it's painfully obvious. Like I- You can tell by the engagement, just like by the likes, if they have like say 17,000 followers, but they're only getting like 300 likes max on a photo, you're like- something's not adding up yeah it's like something uh like what's happening um yeah never buy your followers because it's also I'm just kind of like I think like I work so hard I don't want you know I don't want to just like oh my gosh I need a lot of followers so let me just buy a bunch like I could never imagine doing that I get why people do that because People see like, oh, if I have 15,000 followers, I look like I'm more credible. So then more people are going to trust me. But it's like, at the end of the day, even brands, like I know really small influencers with like followings of less than maybe three or 2,000 who have worked with like huge brands. And it's because brands care about your engagement. So if you have 10,000, 20,000 followers and you're getting you know, only a few likes, barely a few comments versus someone who maybe only has like two or 3000 followers, but they're getting tons of likes, tons of comments. The brand's going to see that and they're going to say, okay, this girl, she has a smaller following, but her engagement is amazing. And so we want to work with you because you have a high engagement and we know that your followers trust you to, you know, promote our product or whatever. Whereas someone that basically just has like an empty void of followers, like, why would we want to work with you? Because, you know, we know we're not going to get anything out of it. So even I always tell myself, I'm like, yeah, it's cool to see the numbers go up, but I would much rather have less followers and better engagement than thousands of followers and, you know, barely anyone supporting, barely anyone liking my stuff, stuff like that. Because it's, yeah. it's I feel like it's embarrassing almost so oh well no I totally agree because I mean at the end of the day you're building a community and if you're buying your followers then what community are you building for sure because like no one's actually engaging with you but I know recently you've probably had kind of like an influx of followers Mm -hmm. um just with everything happening in the world and I was actually listening to a podcast earlier today and she is a black podcaster and she was saying that she has been getting thousands I think she got like 30,000 followers within which is insane yeah within um the past I guess like month or so she was saying that a lot of it kind of feels like inauthentic because Mm -hmm. also social media it's like super easy for everything to kind of feel inauthentic if you don't go about it the right way and one way that people can do like a better job of supporting um, black creators was actually kind of like taking the time to look at different creators and see what content that they put out and see if you actually like kind of vibe with mm-hmm. their content and you agree mm-hmm. um, with what they're posting and all of that stuff. And I was just kind of wondering, do you feel the same way that she does? And if so, what are some of your favorite black creators that you would suggest others to kind of follow or that you just personally follow and that you really enjoy? Yeah, totally. Um, I, yeah, I remember just like getting an influx of followers as cool as it has been. Yeah. I'm definitely like, I hope these people are here for genuine reasons and that you're showing up because you want to support me. Um, not just because, oh, I need to make sure I'm following more black people. Here's this black girl and let me just follow her. I'm like, mm, no thanks. Like, just unfollow me if that's your purpose. Um, So yeah, I and I feel like a lot of other black bloggers are probably feeling similar. Like you're wondering, okay, are people following me just because they feel guilty or because now they actually care? I would say for the people that are here because they care, uh, thank you. It means a lot. But I would just hope that you that those people would continue engaging and not like, oh my gosh, I followed her and she didn't follow me back. And so now I'm gonna unfollow like being petty like that. I'm like, come on, like you don't need to do that. You're probably getting like so many notifications. Sometimes it's like hard to keep track of like all of them. 
Mm-hmm. It, it has been, but I recently went through just like a lot of the new people that were following me and um, it's just cool. I It's really exciting to see, but again, I hope people are there for authentic reasons and not just to like check something off of their list. But yeah, like I was saying, like keep supporting, like keep commenting, keep liking, you know, keep sending the DMs. Like I have gotten so many DMs lately and I love just like talking to the new people who are following me or, you know, seeing their perspective. And um, it's cool to see like people who are following you just for being you. Like I feel like it makes what I'm doing a lot easier. Like these people are here because they really are just like interested in my life. And that's so like, I'm so blessed to be able to say that people do that um you know some people several people message me and are like I love the scriptures that you post every morning um people will message me and say I your aesthetic is so pretty like I had to follow or I love your fashion or this this and this and so it's really cool to see all of that but yeah the other question was black bloggers right yes just like your favorite black bloggers yeah um I would say I feel like I've talked about Haya a million times (laughs) But number one black blogger is probably Hayat. Um, after Hayat, there are so many just amazing black bloggers out there. Des, I also talked about her earlier, Des Smith. She is someone who I followed pretty early on when I started blogging. Um, I don't even remember how I found her account, but I have just like grown to absolutely love her and her account. So Des Smith, she's really amazing. Um, another black blogger that I have followed more recently is Taylor. She is. I like her. She's the YouTuber, correct? Or she's not a YouTuber, but she just has. She has a blog, and then she also has a shop. Her at is like Taylor S M T. Okay, then maybe I was thinking about another one who I know is also a YouTuber. But yeah, Taylor is super sweet too. She's someone who has been just like super relational, um, really nice, like totally puts in just a lot of hard work into the content that she creates so I really admire her as well I feel like didn't connect with a lot of black bloggers until recently and so Jay Walk I also have been following her for a little bit now she's really nice we've had really fun conversations together um there is another girl as well her name is Trinity Sierra She is a mom blogger, so it's a little bit out of my niche because I'm not necessarily in, like, the mom community. Um, But she is so cute, and her family is so precious, and she's just, like, really real and authentic. And so I really like her, too. I find that, like, the more authentic and, like, vulnerable bloggers can be, the more just, like, real... Like you, like you feel like you can relate to them because you're like, oh my gosh, she's going through this. So am I. But yeah, that's like all I can think of off the top of my head. No, I mean, that that's, was a really comprehensive list. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Gave like people that I pretty much like friends, people that I talk to in my DMs, like basically almost every day. So no, no, that's awesome. And I can't wait to kind of like look at those people that you mentioned. Yeah. So. I'm excited for that. But also just kind of like, I guess, wrapping it all up, I want to do like a little speed round of questions, just like fun little questions I came up with. So first one, what's your three essentials that you always have with you in like your purse um, or bag at all time? Three essentials. Okay. I always have my Glossier Bomb.com, the birthday cake flavor, because... It is literally just like the most perfect like lip balm ever. So I always have glossierbalm.com and then I always have like lotion. That sounds so weird. <laughs> but like No, I have Vaseline with me all I, the time. Yeah, like I hate when my hands are dry. It's really weird. It just it like really bothers me. And so I have lotion for like after I've like washed my hands or whatever. Always have lotion and then um I don't know, does phone count? Like I always have my phone on me because like all my calendars are on there. Yeah, your phone like counts. Yeah, so I guess phone and then those two things. Like anytime I go somewhere, usually I always have those three things for sure. Okay, perfect. Okay, so what is your favorite music artist at the moment? Ooh, oh my gosh. Or maybe like top three because I know sometimes that's like a tricky question. Yeah. At least if someone were to ask me that, I have like 10. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Okay, I'm like pulling up my like Apple Music library. Um, okay, I really like Claro. I feel like that's a basic one. I like her. 
I she is just amazing. Really like Claro. Um, I really like Chloe and Hallie too. They are okay. like two sisters. I didn't listen I to watch their videos. YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> I like I haven't listened to their music a lot besides like the songs that are really popular, but they just came out with a new album. Mm-hmm. And I so that. um that's like been on my list to like listen to. So Chloe and Hallie and then I guess I'll just say Megan Thee Stallion because she's just like <laughs> her music is just I love her. She's yeah. she's really popping off right now in the music world too. She really is. Like it makes me so happy to see her like thriving. I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um so what is your uh, go-to brunch spot at the moment if you are a brunch goer? Ooh. Yes, I love brunch. Um, before I did like my Instagram blog, I had a brunch Instagram blog. I still have Ooh. it, but I haven't posted on it in a while. Um, so I am like an avid bruncher. I would say San Diego Morning Glory. Morning Glory is um, it's in like Little Italy. It is really good. The weight is like kind of ridiculous, um, but. It's just so good. I would say it's probably in my top three brunch places in San Diego. Um, their menu is just like super random, but just really, it's like almost like brunch comfort food. But yeah, I've been there twice and it did not disappoint. Definitely worth okay. the wait. I'll have to go there. One place I really want to check out is called Great Maple, I think is in North Park. Yes. So, have, have you been, been there? I have. Yeah, I've been to it several times. I feel like, yeah, it's good. Okay. Yeah, a must try. I guess you could say. I know. Now that the restaurants are open, I need to like actually try these places. Exactly. <laughs> and then, what are your? I have two more questions for you. Okay. So, what are your favorite makeup products at the moment, or like, what's your favorite makeup brand? Ooh, okay. I would say I've really been into single lashes lately. Okay. <laughs> weird, but I used to get lash extensions. Like, I think the first time I got lash extensions was like a little over a year ago. And I like got them consistently pretty much for like all of the spring semester of junior year. So I would get lash extensions consistently and then I kind of stopped over the summer and then I got them again in the fall and then I haven't gotten them since like almost like October I think so it's been a while but then one of my friends would she told me she was like oh have you tried doing single lashes because I have also worn like strip lashes but she was like you should try single lashes because they kind of give you that like wispy look of like a lash extension but then it's like obviously more controlled because you can add like you can choose how many or like you can choose how full or how like light you want your look to be. And so I would say single lashes are like the thing that I have really been enjoying <laughs> these past few months. But yeah. Um, and then last question, what is your favorite way to spend a weekend that you have free? Weekend that I have free. I would definitely go to spin class in the morning. I haven't been to spin in so long, but I'm going. Where do you usually go in San Diego? I go to Rush Cycle. Um, Yeah, I absolutely adore Rush Cycle. It's the first place I ever took a spin class, and I have just been consistently going there for like two years now. Um, And I... I felt bad because I went to Soul Cycle one time, and so I felt like I was cheating on Rush Cycle. And Soul Cycle was fun, but did I live up to the hype? Because I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's like the way to go." I think it was cool, but I'm also just like, I'm like a Rush Cycle gal through and through, and so I'm sorry, Soul Cycle, but Rush (laughs) Cycle was my place. Um, So yeah, I. So yeah, definitely would start the day going to spin. Um, and then after that, I'd probably go to like a brunch with my friends. And then I'd probably like spend the afternoon getting my nails done because I love having my nails done. Um, and then I'd probably like chill for a little bit. And then I would go picnic either at like Sunset Cliffs or at Kate Sessions, which is like, I feel like two really popular spots. Because they both just have, like, gorgeous views of San Diego. I know. So, I, love I love those two places. Yeah, I just discovered Kate Sessions, actually, which is yeah. funny. Because 
you know, I've lived here for the past four years. Exactly. It's so cute, though. Yeah, I'm a sucker for like sunsets and like good food and like picnics. I really love those. So that would probably be the day. And then I'd maybe like end the day like watching a movie with friends or just like, you know, being with my friends. I'm really like if you give me my friends and good food, I'm like really happy. So Yeah, no, you're 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 preaching to the choir right now. okay well perfect well thank you so much for being on the podcast today and um where can everyone find you on social media yeah um well thank you for having me sarah it was super fun people can follow me at menza on instagram and that is my only instagram and yeah that's pretty much it i post my day-to-day there i always have just like fun little things that i post on my stories fun things that I post on my feed and so yeah okay well perfect well thank you so much again for everything thank you so that's the end of the episode guys I hope you enjoyed it and learned a lot I know I did and make sure to follow Menza on Instagram I'll be sure to link that in the show notes below and this week I also want to kind of post about different black bloggers that Menza did mention in this episode. I really want to reiterate the fact that even though, you know, everyone's quote unquote feed has turned back to normal, I know there's been kind of less people posting about Black Lives Matter. It still definitely is a thing, guys. Like the fight is not over, I think, especially for my friends who aren't in the Black community. I think we need to make an effort definitely to educate ourselves and continually do that and listen to podcasts and go engage and follow other Black creators on Instagram and on social media and, you know, go out and vote. It's a voting year and it's definitely important to be educated on the topics kind of going around um, in society. And you know what? Great thing about the internet is that we have access to all of that. So you have no excuse on whether or not you are educated regarding these different important topics. But yeah, other than that, switching gears, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I upload an episode every Tuesday, even if it's a little bit later than usual. I know this will probably be going up probably sometime late Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. But nevertheless, I always post on Tuesday, most likely. So I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Be sure to subscribe. Follow me on the Insta. That will also be in the show notes below. And have a beautiful, beautiful week. Shine bright. That was so cheesy. Oh my gosh. Should I keep that in? Oh my gosh, I'm going to keep it in. Okay. Well, have a beautiful week, guys. Bye. Love you.